Today, we're looking at the circular economy and its potential for making industries more sustainable. To help us get our heads around this, we have a distinguished panel of guests. First, we have Professor Kal Sufani, faculty here at CJBS and the director of the Circular Economy Research Center. Welcome, Cal. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me, Conrad. Cal is also the academic director of our executive MBA program. And our next guest did her EMBA here as well. So Rina Aini uh, has an incredible career, starting from the Olympics in tennis to being a banker and then moving to the textile and fashion industry. And some years ago, she started an ethical, sustainable fashion brand called Cult Thread. So welcome, Rina. Thank you, Conrad. Thank you very much for having me. And lastly, we have David Block. David is a logistics veteran, and he did his MBA here at Cambridge. He's now with Circuli, a company based in Germany that refurbishes IT hardware and sells them to businesses. Welcome, David. Hi. Hi, Conrad. Great. Cal, let's start with you. Can you tell us what is the circular economy? Well, thank you, Conrad. Um, the circular economy is um, known as a disruptive, innovative economic model, um, which relates to a whole range of different um, uh, levels and areas, government policy, businesses, consumers, and so on. Um, when we think about circularity, I always think about my grandmother. My grandmother, basically, when we were little kids, she would say, kids, do you want a new jumper? And as kids, we would always be looking for new jumpers and say, yes, grandma, please um, you know, make us a new jumper. And she said, well, get me the old ones. Um, and they were then knitted jumpers, right? Knitted jumpers. Um, and um, we would take these knitted jumpers back to our grandma and then she would unknit each and every single one of them and turn them into woolen balls. And then what she would do is that she would start building a completely new jumper from an already used material. So she thought about the circular economy in that respect. She didn't think about what is a circular economy in terms of terms, but the actual practice of unknitting the jumpers and then producing a completely new jumper from an already used material uh, was uh, literally a classic example of what circularity is about. So, so in a very short, uh, basically, uh, uh, way to, we, to define or describe circularity is to use as few resources as possible for as long as possible and uh, reuse uh, basically uh, a lot of the material and components. That's what the circular economy is. Mm. And Cal, you started the Circular Economy Center here at CJBS. What prompted you to do that other than having, you know, remembering wearing all those jumpers from your grandma? Um, I'm, as a financial economist, I'm interested in uh, the, the growth and development of small, medium-sized enterprises. And after the financial crisis of 2008, we were looking at the data that were coming from Europe, literally every single country in Europe, with exceptions of one or two, and we didn't see any economic growth. Um, and we wrote a paper, my co-authors and, and I, 
wrote a paper on what we would call fast expanding markets. And fast expanding markets is about identifying pockets of growth in an economy where if we could aggregate that, then they could be translated into some kind of a, of a GDP growth. Um, and um, yes, um, our paper was picked up by the EU, I think, and the Commission at the time, and they were very interested in it. And uh, that is where the discussion started. And then somebody asked us a question. Do you think a circular economy would be considered as a fast expanding market? And that really ignited a few ideas in our mind. And we thought, well, what is a circular economy? And we started reading about it. And um, we, then we realized that there is a, a lot to study, a lot to engage with, and a lot to do research on. And in my opinion, a lot of impact. And that is where we came up with the center. Mm. Rina, you've created a, a sustainable fashion company called Thread. How have you made sustainability or circularity that core part of the business model? Well, I started Cult Thread about four years ago now after my MBA uh, finished. And the reason I started it was just because, you know, we have a lot of uh, clients who are very big international brands and we were offering them you know, recycled materials, we were offering them biodegradable plastic and all, all these kind of things, because I, it was very important for me that, you know, that, that the fashion industry changed. And then what we found was that they, they just weren't that interested because the costs were slightly, were incrementally higher. Um, and, you know, they just weren't interested. And that's why, that's why I founded Cult Thread. I was like, well, if we can't, you know, get them to do it, I think we need to have this out there so that people have a choice. Because at that time, you know, um, Four years ago and even now you know there's not a lot of choice so so how do i make it well it, we have three pillars uh, at cult thread what we believe in is you know that that's that that sustainability depends on three things it's it's about the planet it's about people and it's about animals for us because again in our industry there was a lot of um, a lot of issues with with animal cruelty uh so so basically that's what that's what culture was based on what how do we how can we be kind as a fashion brand to the planet, to people, and to animals, and I think that you know it, it's still a work in progress. But um, we've worked very hard in these last few years uh, to you know to, to 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 improve in all those three areas. Well, with the animals, it was you know completely cruelty free from the beginning, and with planet and people, again, um, we've worked very hard. So uh, so so that's the basis of of our model, and I think that um, the impact you know has been has been has been big. Uh, it can be big in fashion if all fashion brands would do what we do. Mm. And if I go, before I go to David, I just wanted to remind people that if you have any questions, I see some question, one question coming in already, please pop them in your chats or comments, whether it's LinkedIn or YouTube you're watching from. David, can you tell us a bit more about Circuli and what are the challenges in terms of IT refurbishing companies like you, like Circular Face, when trying to become more sustainable, trying to encourage that, that idea of circularity uh, with businesses? Oh, David, sorry, I, can't, I think your audio is off again. Okay, no worries, David, if we can um, uh, try to get you back. Remember we said if you can leave and then try to come back in um, and then restart that, we'll, we'll come back to you. But in the meantime, maybe while we wait, uh, we can take this question from Abhishek. Um, 
Abhishek asks, what are your views on the practicality of a circular economy, given the complexity of ensuring all stakeholders have the same goal, which is rare? Uh, maybe, Cal, if you want to start with this? Uh, yes, this is a very good question. I mean, circular economy is not a simple model. It is a complicated model um, because it involves the whole value chain. And when you think about circularity, uh, you need to be circular at every single point of the value chain. Companies need to understand the value chain in terms of uh, how they extract their resources, um, then the um, what I would call inbound logistics, then operations, manufacturing, outbound logistics, distribution and the customer, and so on. At each point of this value chain, there needs to be some kind of a circular economy model. There are different models, and I'll be very happy to talk about that later. But um, uh, it is a difficult process. I think what needs to be done here is to align the interest of every single party or stakeholder in the value chain. And to align the interest uh, could be based on economics, could be based on finance, could be based on, 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 on ethics, you know, just like what Rina mentioned. Like people have to say, well, we want to be good to the environment. We need to be good to, to, to people. We need to be good to uh, animals and, and so on and so forth. So everybody has to buy into this idea, but it's not an easy process. And that's what we're doing in terms of research. Okay, Cal. Um, David, is your, are you? Yeah, can, can you hear me now? Yeah, yes, oh. great. Yeah, so um, do you think you can tell us a bit about Circuli and maybe talk a bit about how um, some of the things that Cal was mentioning about, you know, this whole idea of the supply chain logistics, which I know you have loads of experience in. Um, so, I mean, w one of one of the big challenges, and and it's it's uh, uh, it's quite befitting that the first comment on on from LinkedIn was actually on uh, uh, is, is there still the perception of um, of uh, inferior quality in, in in reused and 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 refurbished IT. Uh, yes, there is. It's but it's it's all in the heads of people. So that's um, that's why and I, I I think Rina, you probably have the same experience of, uh, with uh, fashion and, and materials. Um, if we can overcome that that uh, hurdle of uh, it's perceived as inferior, um, it's that is the that is the main thing that we that we all need to work on. Um, so what we are what we are doing at, at Circuli mostly is trying to get people to try refurbished get uh, people to to try uh, um, something new um, and uh, I'm very sorry to say for all people who love green uh, mostly that happens via price um, so um, most people who, who start testing uh, a refurbished IT uh, do that because of the price and then are surprised of um, of the of the offering they get uh, and um, I'm I'm a tiny bit disillusioned after after the first couple of years um, that uh, not a lot of people actually buy it because it's, it's sustainable. But in spite of it being sustainable, they still buy it, and then are surprised about the quality. So, um, and that's that's the that's our major hurdle um, coming to uh, logistics and and supply chain. That's that's uh, one um, huge uh, one huge uh, issue or one one huge challenge that we have, because as you as you can imagine. Um, Getting the right uh, devices at the right time uh, with the right keyboard, in the right quality uh, uh, to to actually be uh, uh, ready for sale is is much more complex if you actually are using um, pre-owned equipment because you have to find that person who actually stops using it at that point. Um, versus if you if you distribute new IT equipment, 
you just go to the OEM and say, please deliver in two weeks time the following list of uh, devices. And we actually have to uh, be much smarter, um, uh, be much, uh, be much more, uh, have much more foresight, have much more planning uh, and, and, and better logistics actually. Mm. So it's it's harder to to do uh, a circular e economy. Um, people perceive it as as uh, less attractive, um, but still, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, and um, just wanted to show uh, everybody what this uh, what what it looks like in circular. Uh, yeah, can I mean, you this, talk this, very briefly, this, David. What what is this, what is this going? Yeah, on? so so this this basically where um, we are using a lot of equipment for, uh, that is. Off lease, so that means it's it's been it's been used in uh, large uh, corporates in in leasing. Um, and the why are we doing that? Because we we need large batches of uh, similar hardware. Um, imagine you're, you're you're a small SME, so you have 200, 500 IT seats, um, and you want to equip your your um, uh, workforce with IT devices. So you need to make sure that either you can exchange uh, 200 devices at once of exactly the same. Uh, device, or you can exchange 50 devices per month, um, um, and that is only possible if you have large chunks of, of uh, hardware actually coming back from a similar batch. Because as I mentioned, it's much harder to get that from pre-owned than from new. Because you, I can't call an OEM and say, "Listen, man, please manufacture uh, stuff uh, to order in 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 those specifications." So what we do is we get that stuff back from from leasing, um, and this is where where it gets cleaned. Where it gets tested, where it gets erased, uh, data protection huge issue in 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 or huge challenge in Europe. Um, so that's why we are um, the 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 little uh, fourteen percent that you can see in the upper right corner, for example. That's the that's the standard that uh, even even banks and and police forces across Europe is using for for data erasure. And um, that's that's also what what I found. That's very a 30 second story of how I actually came came to Circuly. I used to be a COO in other startups and I always had that little stack of uh, pre-owned or of, of used IT devices. Something was wrong with them. Um, and and they sit in every single startup in every single office in, in, in this in this uh, in, in this country. Um, and uh, just taking those and bringing them back into into a use uh, or recycling them properly. Um, the challenge is data protection, and that's that's what we offer. We also take them back, um, issue a proper certificate of, of data erasure, and then um, and that's there where, where, where it becomes circular. Um, we make sure that it goes into the right uh, avenue of, of reuse. So either it is reused and and really resold to a business or, or end customer, or it is recycled and has a lot of value in in, in uh, used IT equipment. I mean. There's gold in there, uh, so um, that's that's one of the one of the most valuable uh, waste types is uh, e-waste. Great, David. We've got other questions for you about uh, IT waste, etc. But I wanted to go back to Rena because you mentioned you know about how one of the challenges when you went to you know suppliers or people in the ecosystem was basically about margins, and margins in fashion can be very very tight. So, so I think Romit from Dubai is asking, what were some of the challenges when you try to match those price points? When you've got people like Zara, Shine, uh, who built their whole business model on scale, huge scale, very competitive, very low prices, right? So how do you compete against that? Well, um, 
the reality is you can't compete. I mean, Shane, you know, uh, their, their, their model is 700 to 1,000 new items a day, uh, which they put on their site and, you know, which they sell. That's, it's, it's just, they, Shane now own about, well, almost a third of the fast fashion market in the world globally. Um, it's impossible to compete with 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 this, and it's it's a very it's it's a very big issue because uh, first of all, I mean I didn't want to use the word compete because we're talking about two completely different things here. The problem with fast 